0: I am so thrilled to have you join me this week for a second part of Silent Night Holy War, an incredible story written about Christmas. Stay tuned. I'll be right back.
1: Finding and knowing God is a faith walk. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Our hope lies in the coming Messiah. Who will establish God's peaceful kingdom on earth? This is Faithwalk with Ron Susek. Dr. Ron is an evangelist committed to encourage and equip your Faith as we pass through these turbulent end-time days, awaiting that soon-coming kingdom. Here again is Ron Susek.
0: as we begin today i want to wish you a merry merry christmas a blessed time don't allow anything to get you down as you focus on what christmas is all about it's not about focusing on ourselves it's about focusing on jesus christ at his birth and his father sending him into this world to become a son of man going from son of god to become son of man, that he might become like us, tempted and tested in all points such as we, that he may become our Redeemer, our Savior, and ascend on high as our high priest who can sympathize with everything we face in this life. And he presents us as an Advocate to His Father. Oh, it's an enormous story, and I want you to get all of it. But years ago, I was really struggling because I I found myself really feeling something's missing from Christmas, and I I would blame it on the fact that we've turned so commercial. Everything is about uh, buying something, buy this, buy that. And uh all the music is designed around getting getting you into a spirit of buying it uh, I think that commercialism has actually become a demonic false god. I really believe that because it just grips us and are we hang everything on it. but in that light, despite that fact, one Christmas, I was reading the Bible. And I was swept in my thinking into Revelation chapter 12. Now, let me give you the setting. John was on the Isle of Patmos, a prisoner for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And while he was there, one day he was lifted in the Spirit out of his cell and into the heavenly realms, and there, Jesus Christ showed him a kaleidoscopic view of all things from beginning to end of
2: time imagine that and john in chapter 12 of revelation received the revelation
0: of what life was really like what really happened the night that he was born and is completely unlike most of our christmas pageants yes I think they should be joyous, and and I think that we've done a great job. But I do think we need to bring into our pageants the reality of Revelation chapter 12. Well, I, I want to read that text to you, and then we'll talk about it for just a moment. Revelation chapter 12 reads this way A great and wondrous sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun. With the moon under her feet and a crown of twelve stars on her head, she was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on his heads. His tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that he might devour her child the moment it was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. Pause there. Did you ever picture that happening at Christmas? Now, in the book, by the way, I I know I just read to you a lot of symbolism But I flesh out in the book some of the things I think that that symbolism is revealing. But the most important thing to recognize is that a holy war took place between heaven and hell, powers of light, powers of darkness, God and Satan, as Satan wanted to rally all the powers that he had to devour the child the moment It was born. If you're going to defeat Jesus Christ, that's a smart time to try. But that was absolutely futile, and you know that, and I know that, as all the powers and authority of heaven was behind that child being born. And I wonder exactly how it happened. I flesh out in this book some concepts that I think, and it's in story form, so it's an easy read, but I can imagine the angels that revealed to the shepherds that the Christ child had been born. I wonder if they were the same angels that perhaps gathered at the cave where where Mary and Joseph were, the night of Jesus' birth, and I, I see these powers of darkness rallying and thunderously coming with Satan in
2: the lead to penetrate that child's heart and kill it. I wonder if the angels were standing at the mouth of the cave to declare,
0: as they do, the Lord rebuke you.
2: All the powers of darkness dissipating and falling away. Victory was won. A great war took place. We know that. And
0: I wonder the next day if when Joseph stepped out of the cave, if he was wondering, Am I going to see broken tree limbs? Am I, am I going to see some damage to homes? Am I, what, what took place? No, that was a war in the spirit realm, not the physical realm. But the spirit realm wars are even more real than the physical wars. They really play intensely upon the mind and the spirit. They can even manifest physically and bring damage. But on this night,
2: Satan simply wanted to kill the child. Now, listen, don't say, run. Don't ruin all my
0: pretty views of Christmas packages and lights and bulbs and trees and singing, and I don't want to think of a war and something that dramatic. Why not? That's life. That's what Jesus went through to get to you. Not only the crucifixion on the cross to pay for your sins and mine, but the war he fought to step onto this planet that he created. Ah, that really fleshes out what story is all about. Story, great story that that sticks with you. Great story that reaches your spirit is when there is a villain. And here we have a real villain, not a manufactured, made-up villain. This is a real villain called the devil,
2: the dragon, wanting to devour the one who is innocent, helpless, in that infant form. (laughs) But he was born. But prior to his birth, his mother Mary
0: went to visit Elizabeth, knowing that she was with child unexpectedly, and even after her ability to have a child. And after the visit and knowing that John the Baptist, the forerunner of her son Jesus to be born, was going to
2: be born to Elizabeth, she said and evidently wrote down her Magnificat.
0: On that scene, I take you to the Mount of Olives. I think that that's where it may have happened, where she wrote these words. As she's overlooking the city of Jerusalem, overlooking the spot where Abraham was going to offer Isaac in obedience to God. And then God stayed his hand, but he proved his faith. And overlooking the place where Jesus would eventually die would primarily have his ministry impact. Overlooking the city of God that David conquered from the Jezebites, And David then made it the city of David, and it became the city of God. She's sitting, looking over this city, built by stone and a magnificent wall around it and and the eastern gate before her and a valley between them. And she wrote words that are so compelling, I want to read them to you. Think about these words as I read them. remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to his fathers. (laughs) Isn't that magnificent?
2: The magnificent Mary is sitting there, a young lady, reflecting upon such proud, profound things, bringing down the
0: proud and elevating the humble by the hand of God. Ah, uh, well, let me take just a moment to camp on this concept of humility. It's huge when it comes to dealing with God. I remember years ago asking an elderly missionary in Micronesia what she thought was the greatest attribute of, attribute of God,
2: and she thought for a moment and said, His humility. God is so humble. Meaning by that, he's not a tyrannical creature.
0: He's not one who just looks to control, manipulate, and abuse people and kill them when he doesn't like them. That's not God. His inner being flows with love, everlasting love. Even when he disciplines, it's out of love. And if someone chooses to reject him and wants to go to hell, lovingly, God will allow that to happen. He will not force himself upon anyone. That's why it was so wonderful that Mary in her humility was willing to comply with the call to bear Jesus,
2: the Messiah. Oh, she had to know that that would offer her some real battles. She would
0: have to come up against the powers of darkness and face horrible things. But she
2: said to Gabriel, as you have said, so be it unto me. But what is humility? Why is this so important? Why is it identified in the Magnificat?
0: Humility is not feeling badly about yourself. Humility is accepting what you are in reality. Pride rejects reality and wants to elevate you and me to something we are not, and then when we can't be what we are not, we get depressed and angry and bitter and frustrated.
2: Pride is, is a destructive force in every way. But humility is accepting reality. It is accepting God, I will take the gifts you've given me. It may not be as
0: showy as someone else else's gifts. Bless them, but I'll take the gift. Maybe your gift is actually to
2: cook the finest soup ever made on earth to give as a gift to a widow. You will be abundantly blessed by God himself. Because we read in the Bible Humble yourself, accept reality of who and what you are.
0: Humble yourself beneath the mighty hand of God so that he can crush you into nothing and laugh at you. No, that's not what it says.
2: That's the lie of Satan. Humble yourself beneath the mighty hand of God and he
0: will exalt you in due time. God is raising up and empowering and lifting and giving authority and position to those who will walk humbly with him because he cannot give power and authority to the proud. They would violate it and abuse it and use it for their own advantage. Humility says, I will use what you give to me in service to others. And those are the people that will rule and reign with Christ in the coming kingdom. I really want you to have a gift copy of this book. It's my thank you gift, Silent Night, Holy War, along with my wife's album, Christmas album, Candlelight Carols. And I want you to have them as my thank you for helping us continue these programs that are now reaching globally on television stations, on streaming platforms, on podcast, and uh, in order to fulfill this, we really need you to team with us. And Dan Dan is gonna tell you exactly how to do that right now. Dan the stars in the bright sky. Look down where he lay the little Lord Jesus asleep
1: on the Dr. Ron's day. wife, Diane is held in high esteem as one of America's finest gospel artists. Now she brightens our Christmas experience on her album, Candlelight Carols. Dr. Ron's book, Silent Night, Holy War, won first place gold in the Ippy Global Awards. While carefully following the biblical account, Dr. Ron brings to life the people surrounding the birth of Christ you'll feel as though you're witnessing the events of our Savior's birth in person. Now, as a way of saying thank you for standing with us in our ministry, we'd like to send you a copy of Diane's sacred album and Dr. Ron's book, Silent Night, Holy War, when you partner with us by way of a gift of $50. Join our team by going to faithwalk.org and clicking on Partner With Us.
0: What do you suppose it was like the
2: night that Jesus was born. You know that he was rejected from the inn. And think about that. Had he come into Bethlehem uh, on a camel, bedecked with all kinds of jewelry,
0: and uh, he and Mary were from a prominent family of authority and
2: power? I'm going to tell you right now, somebody would have given up their hotel room for them oh they were commoners carpenter and the woman he loved pregnant who's going to give up their room for that so they stuck them out in a cave
0: where they kept sheep they didn't have barns in the middle east they had caves
2: and uh, so they were in a cave and while there that night this was the night of nights,
0: if Satan was going to stop the plan of God to save you and me, it would be now. This was his golden moment, and I describe it in the book as best I can. We don't have the exact description. we do know the event happened, so I'm simply fleshing out what it may have looked like for this event to happen. Satan calling all the powers of darkness that he has at his
2: disposal, the third of the angels that departed heaven with him, to come and rally. And I wonder if they did not rise as high
0: as they could and come streaming down with Satan in the lead, his finger like a dagger pointed directly at the infant's heart, in order to penetrate the cave, kill that infant, and end the plan of God, and capture you and me in hell eternally.
2: Those were the odds. That's what we were up against. And I wonder if the event that happened, whereby you know the story of how the angels
0: confronted shepherds after the birth of Jesus, and told them that he was born. But I wonder if those, those may have been the same angels over in the cave earlier, standing at the mouth of the cave, and as this great force of darkness was coming at them, they stood their ground and
2: declared, The Lord rebuke you. And I can see Satan and all of his demons and principalities and powers falling helplessly into darkness. There was a war. And I wonder if the next morning,
0: Joseph didn't get up and go to the mouth of the cave, wondering, am I going to see broken limbs, fallen trees, broken homes? What am I going to see? None of that. It was not a physical war. It was a spiritual war. And a spiritual war can break out into a physical war, yes, but this one didn't. This was a war between heaven and hell, powers of light and powers of darkness. And they collided at the cave in Bethlehem. And the infant cried upon birth in the feeble cry, the shaky cry of a newborn baby. And the authority was around that child and all the powers of darkness were defeated. They couldn't stop God's plan Of salvation for you.
2: That's what this is all about. That's what Christmas is all about. God coming to earth
0: in his Son to save and redeem you and me, to to deliver us from our Father the devil, to break us free
2: from the kingdom of darkness.
0: There's so much in this book that I want you to read. Oh, I I just want you to have it, and I want you to have a copy of Diane's album. Put it on as music behind you and read this book. My guess is when you read it, you may want to order a bundle of them for next Christmas as gifts to your family and friends. We need to get this glorious story out there as far and wide as we possibly can. And my goal in being on television and on podcasts is very simple. I didn't begin this ministry. My calling is not to be a great theologian. I love theology. I've studied it all my life. I suppose technically I am a theologian. But I'm not trying to here to, uh, to speak to you as a theologian. I want to talk to you as a commoner just like me. And I, that's why I wrote this book for our understanding to get a picture, a visualization of what the facts must have been like that took place at Bethlehem. And I, I, I know you'll come away with a, an expanded view of Jesus' birth.
2: And I hope an expanded commitment to him as well. Oh, my friend. What a privilege
0: we have this Christmas of having an enlarged view of what took place the night that Jesus was born. And to know that on that night, it was not all the pleasantries that we know. It was a violent war. It must have been incredibly exhausting for Mary and Joseph to be right in the middle of that spiritual clash that took place but it did so and it would be repeated of course 33 years later on the cross when jesus laid down his
2: life on the cross humbly for you and when when we look at him on the cross
0: yes there we see him saying it is finished all things were finished every prophecy was sealed and will manifest and be fulfilled he won that victory getting you out of the grave it is finished you will never see the grave oh your body will be placed in a grave in a grave but you won't you will be with the lord the very instant of your last breath you don't go through the grave you just Go into His presence. All of that was one for you in the birth, life, and death of Jesus
2: Christ. Have you received that? If you're saying "Run," I'm not sure that I have,
0: but I really want to. I'm going to give you a prayer right now. Think it through. Make this your prayer, dear God. On the basis that Jesus
2: died for me. I'm trusting your forgiveness for all my sins. I'm asking you for the power
0: to live committed to you, obedient to your will, from
2: now until I meet you in heaven. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. My friend, may you have a most blessed Christmas season.
0: And think about this throughout Christmas. The name Emmanuel, what does it mean?
1: God with you. God bless you. We're certain you appreciate Dr. Ron's straightforward teaching of God's Word, along with his strong invitation to find salvation through Christ. But he needs your help in spreading the gospel to the far reaches of the world through FaithWalk. Join our team by going to faithwalk.org and clicking on Partner With Us. Now, as a way of saying thank you for standing with us in our ministry, we'd like to send you a copy of Diane's sacred album and Dr. Ron's book, Silent Night, Holy War, when you partner with us by way of a gift of $50. Well, thanks for being with us today. And we hope you'll join us again next week as we find courage for the journey in our faith walk.